Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Laura Canfield Show, the Awaken to Happiness Now Global Series. Thank you so much for being here with us today. And I'm so glad that my good friend Patrick Prohaska is back with us today. And we're going to be talking about oh, how to stand in your power in troubled times, such as we're having right now. We're going to talk about how to process social upheaval without slipping into victim energy. We're going to be talking about how to manage your personal energy without getting swept up in collective fears. We're going to talk about recognizing and rejecting the victim narratives that make difficult times even worse. And we're going to talk about how to, how to recover quickly after a setback. And also, we're going to embrace our current metamorphosis on both the personal level and globally. So all that and more, we're all, we always do, oh, I mean, Patrick always does wonderful energetic processes, which he's going to share with us today. And we're going to be taking live caller questions. And for those of you who don't know Patrick, he's the founder of both Lightbridge Academy and Charisma Coaching. Patrick has helped thousands of clients and students shine with personal power, joy, and authenticity. Uh, Patrick's the creator of Lightbridge, a revolutionary system for healing and personal transformation that blends law of attraction, life coaching, principles with belief sculpting, and energetic vibrations and activations. And so Patrick's activations, as I've said before on these shows, is so wonderful, so powerful. You will love them. Um, Patrick has a bachelor's degree in history of science and a master's degree in the religions of ancient India and has studied countless healing systems, including Ayurveda, Reiki, Theta, healing, aromatherapy, and more. And so we're so glad that Patrick is back with us today. And if you do have a question for Patrick, you can either raise your hand or you can type your question in the chat. So Patrick, welcome back to the show. Thank you so much. It's, uh, <laughs> oh my gosh, I always have so much fun with you. You are just such a joy to be with. And um, uh, it feels like it's been a long time, but it's it's only been a couple of months. <laughs> I know, right? Because you were here with us in April and it's like, it's June. Yeah. And it, but you're right. It feels like a long time. And I feel like so much has been changing, you know, and for yourself, for me, for the collective, for humanity. And so part of that is why maybe it feels like it's been a long time, right? Mm -hmm. Yes, absolutely. Yes. And it's funny, I look back on things that happened in February and March, and it feels like a lifetime ago. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So today we're talking about, you know, how to stay in your power, how to function from being in your power, standing in your power during these troubling times. And these troubling times, unfortunately, are going to continue, right? So I know we're going to jump into that, you know, really quickly and soon. But can you, you know, you know, you know me, I always like have lots of questions for you and I put you on the spot, but can you, <laughs> and it's fun for me to do that, mm -hmm. but can you talk a little bit about what it means to be in your power, to stand in your power and what power is and isn't? Yes. Okay. That can open up into a massive conversation that goes on for hours and hours and hours. So I'll just get to the key points. Yeah. Sounds good. So the first thing is that you are never, ever, ever disconnected from your power, even if it feels like you are. So your power is simply the um, creative potential that you have inside yourself and the energy that you're radiating out into the world is creating a tangible effect in the world around you. So if you are consumed with anger and self-hatred or self-pity or something like that, you are sending a powerful wave of energy out into the universe that gets reflected back to you with opportunities to experience self-hatred or self-pity and so forth. 
So no matter what's happening in your life, if it's happening on a regular basis, it's generally an expression of the powerful energy that you have inside of you that you are broadcasting and radiating. And it's just simple, basic law of attraction. Whatever you radiate gets reflected back to you. Whatever you think about, whatever you fixate on, whatever emotions you indulge in, whatever expectations you have, those send an energetic signal out into the universe and you attract to you energies that match whatever you're broadcasting. So power, the way I like to think of it, is essentially taking control of that rather than spontaneously creating things on autopilot with no thought at all. It's becoming aware of what your thoughts are, what your beliefs are, what your judgments are, what your expectations are, what your triggers and your hot buttons and, and your hypersensitivities are. So you can take control of the energy that you radiate and thereby take control, take charge of what you attract to you in your life. So power for me is something that's internal. And our power feels like it's being challenged, and we lose control of our power to the extent that we get caught up in the victim narratives of other people and mass consciousness thinking and fear energy and these victim narratives that are floating about and all the, the posts on Facebook that are designed to make you outraged and angry and and point the finger at other people. So all of that stuff, all those external forces, they really only have power over you to the extent that you give them power. And if you can turn inward and just really take control of what you're feeling and thinking on a regular basis, then you can actually create something incredible for yourself in the world, even if everybody else you know is in opposition to it or they're, they're like in fear energy and therefore they're in resistance to it and so forth. So power is internal. And, you know, the distinction is often made between power and force. And in my mind, both power and force are absolutely essential for you to create what you desire in the world. But the difference is that force is looking at your external world and then moving the pieces around externally. It's um, essentially looking at a chessboard that's in front of you and moving the pieces around. So force is trying to take control of external circumstances and manipulating them and pushing them in a certain direction. And this is the way most of us think that we are supposed to build success in our lives. You, you compete with other people for a job or you compete with other people for a, a spouse. And then, you know, you're, you're um, trying to uh, get, <laughs> trying to beat other people in the game of getting the most of the limited resources and so forth. All that external game is force. And force is absolutely essential for survival, but it's not where your true power lies. Your true power comes from within. So if it really is true that you create your experience in the world through your thoughts, your beliefs, your judgments, your expectations, and so forth, then it must also be true that you can create a different world for yourself by taking control 
of your thoughts, your beliefs, your judgments, your expectations, and so forth. So that's power. And if you can combine that internal energy of power with moving things around externally in your world, then you can really create something incredible for yourself and for other people as well. So that's it in a nutshell. Awesome. I love it. No, thank you. And I, I wanted that clarity for people because a lot of times people ask me, you know, or they, they say that, you know, they think someone is taking their power or they've, they've lost their power, et cetera. And I'm like, mm, no, but yeah. um, you know, you have to be really be willing to understand or come to that point in your, in, in your thinking too of, you know, something more empowered, right? What is, an, what, what is another empowered view of life, you know, point of view of life? What is your perspective on life that is more empowering? Um, yeah. You know, and so that's why I, I, I wanted you to share that, you know, your perspective on that as well. So yeah. thank you for that. Thank so, you. So two, can, I, can I add two points to that? Just mm-hmm. riffing off of what you just said. Sure. So yes, you're absolutely right about that. And generally, when it feels like somebody else is taking our power away from us, if you really analyze what's going on internally, it's that we're giving our power away. We've been coached to give our power away in a million different ways. From the moment we're born, we're, we're thrust into a situation where we are told we must accept so-and-so's belief system about the world, otherwise we're going to suffer. So we have belief systems imposed upon us. Uh, we have parents who try to mold us and manipulate us in order to live their dream for us rather than our own. Um, We have people constantly telling us what to do, how to think, uh, what to, you know, how to express yourself, what you're allowed to wear, what you're allowed to look like, and so forth. And from the moment we're born, we're just kind of conditioned into trying to figure out how to navigate this world where everyone has an opinion about who we are and how we should express ourselves. And we end up leaking power over time as a result of that. So, you know, it's also true that some people are, are in, in positions of being deeply oppressed. Mm-hmm. So some people are actually born into a situation or they fall into a situation in which some oppressive force is holding them down. And they get to a point where escaping that oppressive force would, is more scary than staying in it. It's more dangerous to try to escape than it is to submit. So I'm not talking about those types of situations where somebody is, is chronically oppressed and uh, is like deeply, deeply entrenched in victimhood and really has no way out. Uh, you know, just saying something like, oh, just think happy thoughts isn't helpful for somebody in that situation. That's what's called toxic positivity. So I, I try to coach people into uh, being optimistic and having positive energy and seeing the good in things and so forth without being cloying or uh, saccharine or fake about it uh, because that's where the toxic positivity comes in. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, we're all going to have different um, experiences in our life. So we're not talking about those extremes at all. You know, we're talking about generally, right? And Mm -hmm. if you are, if you are having those extreme experiences, you need to get professional help. Honestly, you need to get more support than you can receive on a call like this. Um, But, but that, you know, 
leaving all that aside, if you would like to be to open your minds to being being and standing in your power during these turbulent times, that's what we're going to talk about today. And like I said before, these turbulent times are not going to suddenly go away, right? They're going to continue. So how can we, you know, stay stand in our power? And for me, it's part part of it is like staying in my truth. What is my truth? Yes, there's a lot of stuff going on. There's a lot of stuff in the media that, that you know, is provoking a lot of us. But at the core, what is, you know, what, how do you feel about it, about what's going on, right? <laughs> at, at, a, at, a, at, at a human level, you know, a lot of the stuff that's level. happening yeah. is not good. Forget about the, you know, politics and all that stuff. But at a human level, yeah. it's, it's scary what's happening. Yeah, well, at a human level, what we're going through is evolution. So this is a, a cosmic growth process that we all, to some degree or another, agreed to before we were born. We're, we're alive at this stage in human evolution for a reason, and we all have a role to play in what's going on. So what's happening right now is we are continuing our transition into the age of Aquarius. We're coming out of the age of Pisces. In the age of Aquarius, we're going to have access to a whole new host of tools and ways of living that didn't make sense in the age of Pisces. Uh, in the previous age, everything in our society was based on competition for limited resources. So in order for you to build a happy, healthy life for yourself, you had to essentially struggle and claw your way to success, competing with other people. And the common mindset was that um, the more you have, the less there is for others. The more other people have, the less there is left over for you. And that can be money, it can be power, it can be um, you know, political rights, all sorts of different things. And that mindset simply doesn't hold true anymore as we're moving into the, the new age. So the belief system that if other people gain power, I'm losing power is ridiculous in the new age. Mm -hmm. um, so the more power there is, the more empowered we all are. And it's that, that, that thing where the, the rising tide lifts all boats. Right. But what's happening right now is the vestiges of the old power paradigm are really struggling to keep things the way they were because they don't like the idea of letting go of the old power structures. So you see a lot of, a lot of people just living in mortal fear of other people get, gaining rights. Mm -hmm. And they're doing everything they can to clamp down on those rights and reserve them for us. Um, one of the hallmarks of the age of Pisces is hierarchical thinking. And in hierarchical thinking, we, we categorize things into groups uh, we get stuck in us versus them thinking, and we we feel like if them, if those people over there are living a better life, then therefore we're, we're being threatened. Um, and then there's that whole competition thing where you're trying to claw your way up in the hierarchy to the highest position possible. And those structures are collapsing right now. One of the things that happens when those structures collapse is all of the darkness, all of the mindsets that went along with that are being exposed right now. So all of the you know hierarchical thinking 
And us versus them thinking goes hand in hand with sexism and misogyny and racism and homophobia and classism and all the rest of it. So those energies, especially the racism and the sexism, are being exposed on a massive scale in, in the past you know, five or six years or so. And the people who are like leaning into the new age, they just can't take it anymore. You know, it's like, I am not going to stand for racism and sexism anymore. I'm going to do something about it. And I'm going to hold people accountable if they are engaged in that activity. So what's happening is like all that darkness that got pushed, that got swept under the carpet for decades, Mm -hmm. um, it's being exposed now so it can be burnt off. And it feels like there's more hatred now than there's ever been, but there really isn't. It's just that it's being, it's exposed. We can see it now. People who are just basking in hatred can no longer hide their hatred and they're expressing it and we're seeing it and we're shining the light on it to purge it away. So it's one of those things where it feels like it gets worse before it gets better. Mm -hmm. It's part of the healing process. Uh, The only way out it is through it. So um, I don't want to imply that things must get worse before they get better, but that's a really common human myth. So things probably will get worse before they get better, just because the the vast majority of human beings live that kind of cycle. Mm. So and we will get through it. We'll get through it. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I was an early adopter of COVID-19. So (laughs) I got sick in March. Um, I was sick for seven weeks. So from March through early May. And, and it was not a fun thing to get through. But now I understand its energetic imprints. And I understand uh, how it impacts the human body. And I'm able to help people more with it. And in a sense, my experience struggling through uh, the, the illness is this is metaphorically similar to what humanity is going through right now as we're shifting into the new age. I'm glad that you are through it as well. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, but the thing is, you know, it's like, you know, oh, I don't know. It's like, so how can we now, you know, stay above it a little bit more and stay ahead yeah. of it? You know, it's like, I would like to continue to stay a little bit above what's going on and ahead of it so that I don't get caught up in it. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. So one of the best ways that you can avoid getting caught up in all the drama is, well, first of all, if you have any fascination with or addiction to drama or addiction to chaos, let, let those things go. So a lot of people are addicted to drama. And if things are peaceful, they just don't like it. They can't stand the feeling of peace and quiet. So they create drama or they invite drama uh, just to make life more entertaining. Mm. And that's a, that's a really common thing these days. It's why we have so much reality television and, and um, you know, silly spats going on. And so, so setting that aside. But is that something what, you can do a clearing on? Sure, I'd be happy to and in a moment because I want to yeah. add something to it. So what I would really advise people to do is to become deeply, keenly aware of whatever victim narratives you yourself are holding on to. And what's happening right now is there are 
dozens of really crazy conspiracy theories out there, mm-hmm. all of which fit a victim narrative pattern of some sort. And people get caught up in conspiracy theory thinking with no evidence whatsoever, not because the story makes sense or it's logically true or they have evidence, but because it matches their victim narratives. So if your victim narrative, if you like carry with you this this paradigm of um, some sort of elite political power doing uh, secret testing or bad things to us poor disempowered people and we're all like we're all like they're puppets or whatever whenever a story that has that victim narrative comes along you're going to believe it with no evidence whatsoever and that's why there's so many crazy conspiracy theories floating through facebook right now that people are sharing without taking without taking any time at all to verify whether it even makes sense or even logically evaluated for a moment so you know, whenever I see uh, a conspiracy theory or a story about what somebody did, um, I ask myself, you know, uh, what's the agenda of the person posting this? What's the point of posting this? Is it to uplift consciousness or is it to stir up anger and outrage to get people to to click and share and generate, you know, millions in ad revenue for Facebook? So it's it's just not getting caught up in those victim narratives. The easiest way for you to get caught up in a victim narrative like that is to be unaware of your own victim narratives, Uh, just the stories that you kind of live out in your fantasy world. And we all have them. Uh, My victim fantasy narrative is usually where somebody underestimates me and then I prove them wrong in a way that's really dramatic and suddenly they're they're like in shock that they ever treated me badly. You know, that's that's mm-hmm. something I developed in childhood. Um, and it kind of dovetails with my status as an overachiever. Uh, so, yeah, so <laughs> right. um, if you have an addiction to Facebook, stop Facebook, you know, shut <laughs> it down. Because yeah. really these social media platforms, they can be awesome the way you use them can be richly empowering because this is the very first time in human history. This has never happened before. It's the very first time in all of human history where we can be socially, you know, physically distanced from each other and still be socially connected. And my question is, that is a powerful, powerful technology that we have. How are you going to use it? Are you going to use it to increase the vibration of the world or are you going to use it for trolling and and sharing memes that uh, hurt other people and so forth Mm -hmm. Um, one of them is empowering the other one is giving your power away so yeah awesome thank you absolutely and and that's the thing is like it it, I, i don't think a lot of people really think about what what their victim narrative is you know so mm-hmm. un, like until you mentioned that i was like oh i'm thinking about what what is mine because we all have one right it's like oh what is mine i'm gonna have to i'm gonna have to think on that a little bit because i do have one because mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> playing out in my life i can see it right um but am i you know being affected by that you know when i'm when i am posting or when i am looking at things or when i am sharing my work or anything else am mm-hmm. i is that is that a filter through which everything is happening? I'm going to have to look at that. Yeah. And I think that's something for everyone to look at. 
Yeah, it's really good that you're asking that because we all see the world through filters. Mm -hmm. uh, we all have like a, a million different pairs of goggles that we wear at different times. And that's just, that's just human. It's our narrow perspective. We don't have universal perspective and we all have lenses that distort the world in front of us. We never really see the world as it is, but you can see the world pretty close to as it is. Yeah. So um, a lot of the work I do involves stripping away the goggles and, and the masks as well that people wear mm -hmm. when they interface with the world so that they can actually see the world as it is in the proper perspective and in the proper scale. And that scale part, I want to talk about just a tiny bit. Sure. Um, when we see a problem in the world or we see a problem in our own lives that needs correcting, sometimes we see it in its proper scale, but usually we see it either bigger than it really is or smaller than it really is. We as human beings have this really weird gift of overinflating things that are really insignificant and getting all worked up about something that is, that's really very minor, you know, <laughs> or we have the tendency of seeing something in front of us that is uh, dangerous and just minimizing it and ignoring it, pretending like it doesn't exist. So we have the situation with a lot of men, for example, where if they have uh, physical symptoms, they ignore them. You know, I, I can't possibly have that. So, you know, I'm not going to check that out. Uh, so they minimize their physical symptoms until it's too late. Um, and um, you know, we all know the consequences of that. Yeah. Uh, the other thing is we have this really, in terms of scale, we have this really weird ability to milk insults or bad experiences for all their work. Mm -hmm. And, you know, people have heard me uh, ask this question before, but uh, uh, I like to ask people sometimes when they say, I've had a really horrific day today, I ask them, did you really have a bad day today or did you have a bad five minutes that you milked for the entire day? And generally, that's what it is. You know, yeah. the, the, the snowball gets pushed down the hill when one bad thing happens and then it just continues to cascade for the rest of the day soaking up everything in its path. And if you can see things in their proper scale and realize that what set off your bad day was just a little tiny snowball, then you can um, respond to it differently and let things go that uh, completely out of proportion. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But some people have, you know, have now made that snowball not into like just a bad day, but into a bad life. Yeah. You know? so that's, let's do a clearing on that. Yes. So here's what a lot of people do. They carry their traumatic imprints and their triggers and their hypersensitivities in their energy field at all times. Mm -hmm. And when something bad happens, let's say, for example, something fairly insignificant, like somebody cuts you off in traffic, you have this immediate snowball cascade effect when somebody cuts you off in traffic where you don't respond to that one individual incident, you're suddenly in the memory and the energy of every single time anyone has ever cut you off in traffic or in conversation or at work or in any other situation. And it just explodes into something that's way out of scale because you're not focused on the present moment. You're focused on every other insult that you've ever had in your life. And then it's easy to get stuck there. 
So let's do a little clearing of those, those trigger points where we lose our, our sight of what's in front of us and we instead remember all the bad things that happened. This will help you, especially in romantic relationships, because, you know, we do this a lot. We, we have a, a partner that we're with and we have like this catalog in our minds of all the bad things that they've done or bad things that they've said and they do something and suddenly we're on them and we're thinking about every single time they've ever done it. And they're like, Oh my God, what's going on? <laughs> it, it happens a lot. So let's just do a clearing on that. So everyone, whew, please make sure you're in a very safe and comfortable place with no distractions. Please don't do anything potentially dangerous, no driving, no chopping vegetables, just let all of that go. And now please allow me to connect energetically with you and to connect energetically with your higher self. Mm. <laughs> okay, beautiful. I'm going to immediately send some energy into everyone's throat chakra and into your sinuses. It can feel like there's a lot of weakness, a lot of energy in several people in both the throat and the sinuses. And then I want to pull that down into the power center in the belly. Okay, beautiful. So what I would like to do through this connection with you is begin to allow any and all triggers that you have that you're unaware of to begin to bubble up into your awareness. And if you have any memories or any thoughts rise to the surface, just observe them and let them go. Don't try to grasp a hold of them and analyze them and figure out who's to blame and feel bad about yourself or anything like that. Simply allow your trigger points, your hypersensitivities to become more present in your awareness. Beautiful. And now I'm going to, through our energetic connection, invoke for you a deeper set of tools to manage those hypersensitivities with grace and ease. So through the connection with your higher self, we're going to bring in how to and what it feels like to manage those hypersensitivities and triggers with grace and ease in the same way that your higher self would be able to manage them. Beautiful. Beautiful. So any pet peeves that you have, we're installing how to manage them with grace and ease. Any of your OCD annoyances where other people do things that are really insignificant, but they annoy you. Let's clear those away. Beautiful. Now everyone take a very, very deep breath and hold it for a moment. And release when you're ready. Okay, beautiful. Okay. And then just kind of come back into awareness once again. And if you feel lightheaded or floaty or sleepy, you can ground yourself a little bit to deepen your connection with Mother Earth. Uh, that'll keep you from falling asleep. But if you want to fall asleep, that's perfectly fine too. So. Awesome. Thank you. Yeah, that was really, it was, uh, I don't even know where I went. I feel like I was not even here. I, cause, like, I was in a fog while you were 
speaking, you know, while you did that activation or clearing. Like, ah. <laughs> now, when I was connected with everyone, I also picked up on something that's really palpable in the group, and I'd like to do a little energy work on it. Mm -hmm. uh, there is a very, very strong sense of exhaustion in a lot of people in the group. Yep. It's like the, the feeling of, I just can't go another day. Uh, feeling like um, I'm so exhausted that I'm just ready to give up. So I want to send in a wave of energy to counteract that for those of you who are feeling it. And for some of you, it's manifesting as sadness. For others, it's manifesting as just resignation and giving up. just want to open up a, a, a new channel of energy inside you so you can feel more enthusiastic and optimistic as you go through your day. So I could just feel like people are looking for the light at the end of the tunnel. They can't see it and they're just ready to give up. Okay, beautiful. So we'll just let that kind of simmer and soak and bubble up inside you. Um, yeah, okay, beautiful. Awesome, thank you. <laughs> thank you. Yeah, I think we, we definitely need that for sure. Mm -hmm. Awesome. So, um, so just I, I just wanted to let you know that we have um, some people with with their hands raised that have questions. Awesome. And I'm sure once we start taking questions, we're going to have even mm -hmm. more. Sure, sure. I'd be happy to take questions. <laughs> All right. So I know Don um, had his hand raised first. So Don, I'm going to go ahead and unmute you. Oops. Sorry. Whoops. Whoopsie <laughs> daisy. Sorry, sorry, Don, where are you? Unmuted me. Awesome. There, there you go. go. Good. So, hey, Patrick, how are you? Hi, doing great, Don. Thank you. How are you? Um, doing well. I'm, I'm not really exhausted, but I'm like um, energetically um, trying to think about if I want to live in Europe or in California. I live in North Carolina now, so I'd have to go <laughs> one direction or the other. And I'm trying to sort of get a feel for like, if, is it going to be both at some time in the future or is it going to be one? And do you have good like energetic feels around that thing? Yeah. Well, well, here's the thing. Um, I, I will say right off the bat that I'm not a future reader. What I do is I read the energy at the present moment and I can kind of see into the future, like what the potentials are and the directions are. But I am like the worst person when it comes to seeing into the future. And I myself have a personal opinion because I live in California and I desperately want to move to Europe. So, <laughs> okay. so I have, a, I have a, a personal bias that I'd like to, to clear there. Um, my heart has always been in Europe. It's, it's, I just, every time I go there, it's just, it, it really lifts me up. And I spent about three years in Europe total. Um, so. And I'm in, anyway. I'm in Europe. So, you know, the yeah. question I know. is, <laughs> so it's like, three, yeah. the three of us have the same, but you're living it, Laura. Yeah. You know, I'm sort of like trying. So I didn't, I don't know. Is that a, is that yeah. phrase the question appropriately or should I? Yeah, no, that's perfect. That's perfect. So what okay. I will say is what um, an energy that I picked up or a message I got about uh, six months ago when I was trying to figure out what to do next with my business. 
And I was like deep in meditation. I was in the shamanic journey, the shamanic trance. And I was asking, okay, should I do this? Should I do that? Should I focus on a book? Should I focus on a, a podcast? What should I do? And every time I said, should I do this? The answer I got was, that's a really good idea. It will be as successful as you allow it to be. And then I'd ask about something else and they'd say, that's a really good idea. It will be as successful as you allow it to be. And I think that's actually true of everything in life, whether you choose to move to Europe or choose to move to California or stay where you are, it will be as successful as you allow it to be. So go with what, what feels right to you and make it work. Uh, just be in alignment with it. One of the problems that a lot of us have is that we have what I call over-the-shoulder syndrome. So whenever we're presented with a decision, should I go down this pathway or that pathway, we begin to go down one pathway, and then we're looking over at the other path to see if maybe it was a better choice, rather than focusing on the path in front of us. So I, I just want to clear that for everyone energetically, or at least make you aware of it if you have it. Anywhere and everywhere you, uh, rather than focusing on the decision you've made, continue to think about maybe the other decision would have been better. And you're in that energy of second guessing, in the energy of looking over your shoulder. That's a pattern for you. Let's clear it away and replace it with a, a willingness to just make a decision knowing that all decisions are potentially good and then sticking with it. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, I know that's not necessarily satisfying because you're looking for the answer. Is it this or is it that? Um, but the answer that I have for you is they are both good choices. Both of them are the right choice. So just choose one and stick to it and you'll be, you'll be great. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Awesome. Don. Thank you, Don. Mm -hmm. um, all right. So I did mute somebody else by accident. I don't know who it was. I think it was a phone number. So if you, I mean, not mute, I lowered your hand by accident. Oops. So um, Pat, I'm going to go ahead and unmute you because <laughs> you also had your hand raised. Um, hello. Hello. Hi, Patrick. Hi, Pat. How are you doing? Thank you so much for all the work that you and wisdom you give us. It's wonderful. Thank you. Thank you. It's a joy to meet you. <laughs> yeah. I, I was just asking. Um, my blood pressure went crazy, uh, started to increase on the 20th. And I wondered if it was the frequencies coming into the earth. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm on a different medication. It's very low dose. But I was on it before and I was fine. I was very yeah. low and everything was yeah. cool. But suddenly it's, it's, it's way up, you yeah. know. You've got a very sensitive nervous system. Yes. I and do. yeah, and uh, your autonomic nervous system just gets thrown out of balance when cosmic energies are hitting you. Yes. Um, and some of it is a learned response that you picked up a long time ago that those cosmic energies would scare you. So oh. you, would, you would have the sympathetic nervous system kick into high gear okay. and your fight or flight response would happen. And over time, you came to realize that those cosmic energies are actually not a threat. They're actually yes. very good for you and yes. you're, you're open to them, but you're still having that autonomic nervous system response. Okay. So everyone who's in the group right now, let's just kind of come together 
and let's do a balancing and recalibration of your autonomic nervous system so that it responds with the fight or flight reaction only to legitimate threats and not to just new things that it's unfamiliar with. Beautiful. Just going to let that percolate within you and kind of shift a little bit. Now, Oh, beautiful. And then just for you and maybe whoever else needs it, just send in some additional energy to recalibrate and balance your blood pressure. Okay. Beautiful. And I'm feeling that with some people in the group, they have that same reaction to the Kundalini energy emerging from inside them. So with you, it's those cosmic energies from outside of you that mm -hmm. in your subconscious mind, they feel a little bit like a threat because you're mm -hmm. not sure of what they are and your body reacts. With other people, it's that internal energy, that kundalini energy that is like bubbling up from their, their foundation. That feels scary and it drives them into a fight or flight mm -hmm. response. Okay, beautiful. Everyone take a deep, deep, deep breath. Very deep, way down into the belly. And then release when you're ready. Okay, beautiful. Thank you. Thank you so much. I want to do one more thing. I'm being guided to do one more thing with you that is a benefit for everyone. Okay. That hypersensitivity in your nervous system can translate into increased intuitive and psychic abilities. So let's do a little activation for everyone where if there's um, hypersensitivity, like your really finely tuned nervous system, let's allow it to translate into deeper skill with um, clairvoyance, clairaudience, clairsentience, and so forth. Mm -hmm. Yes, I welcome this. Yeah, beautiful. Thank you. Okay, excellent. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you. Blessings Thank to you. you. Thank you. Thank you so much, Pat. Um, okay, so we're going to we're going to go to wonderful questions. Um, let me see. Dave Rani has a question. She's got her hand raised. So Dave Rani, I'm going to go ahead and unmute you. Oh, there you go. Go ahead. Hi. Hello, Laura. Hi. 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 Hi, Hi Devrani. Hi. Yes, my question is. Um, I have a tendency to be distracted because of my eyes. It's a, I have a strong visual ability and this draws me away from my true calling. And uh, so I want to know how can I be more focused that will lead me to enrichment and my real true spiritual calling. Hmm. Okay. Just doing some reading right now. So just give me a second. So what I'm sensing is that you're really strong visual ability and that that sense of being distracted by you know exciting or shiny objects that that's actually not bad and doesn't need to be cleared so what is it instead the inability to focus okay 
And I've done a lot of work recently on this on myself, but I'm trying to clear, separate my issue from yours because it's different, I can sense. Okay, with me, the getting distracted by bright and shiny things was because it was just boring to look at what was in front of me. So, but that's different from what you have. Okay, so part of what I'm picking up is there's a feeling that absolutely everything is interesting to you. And whenever you're uh, like out there in the world, you can notice 500 different things that uh, merit your attention. And you're constantly looking around because you're just uh, internally in awe of all of the magnificence in the world around us. And mm -hmm. therefore, it feels like you're missing out on something when you focus on what's in front of you. So let's mm -hmm. clear away that feeling that you are missing out by focusing on one thing that somehow you're dishonoring all the other gifts that the universe has for you by focusing on one thing uh, and uh, increase your ability to focus on it and still honor those other things. I, I hope that makes sense, but let's just do that activation for you now. Okay, so everyone in the group, if you have a tendency to be overwhelmed by multiple choices in front of you, interesting things to focus on, exciting projects to work on, uh, exciting, you know, a whole menu of choices in front of you. Let's increase your ability to focus on the one you choose on. It's interesting how this dovetails with what we did previously. Okay, and anywhere and everywhere, you've decided that by focusing on the task at hand or the object in front of you, you are missing out on other opportunities that will never ever come your way again. Let's get the truth about that and clear that away. And I think that like what it amounts to in you is mostly a deep-seated fear of missing out. Like if you focus, you'll you'll miss out on something really cool that you would have been able to take advantage of if you weren't focused. Mm -hmm. So let's clear away the fear of missing out if that's an energy that is gripping you. Okay, so Devrani, was that helpful at all? Yes, thank you very much. It was really good. Yeah, thank Beautiful. you. Thank, thank you, Alara. Thank, thank you, Devrani. Good. And um, so it seems like a lot of people can definitely relate with that, and uh, they have been relating to that, so that's awesome. Um, so now we have uh, Vicky has her hand raised. I mean, unmuted herself. So Vicky, go ahead. You're unmuted. Maybe not. I mean, you're unmuted. Maybe you're muted somewhere else. Maybe. Yeah, I can. Have, I can sense her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, we can't hear you, Vicky, if you're talking. Okay. Do you want to type your question in the chat? Okay, so I'm gonna go ahead and mute you again. But if you want to type your question in the chat, that'd be awesome. That's strange. Uh, in the meantime, uh, doo -doo 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 -doo. Uh, just to throw this out there, the, I know that uh, 
I've had this this experience where people can't unmute themselves on their end. Um, sometimes it's because they're using an old version of Zoom. Mm -hmm. And remember, Zoom like it now requires you to do an up upgrade. So yeah, yeah, 5.0 version. So Vicky might just need to upgrade her, re-download re the Zoom. So in the meantime, if you can do that, that'd be great. If not, just type your question in the chat, okay? <clears throat> Bianca, is Vicky your friend? No, okay, somebody else. Okay, just making sure. Just checking. Okay, so Tara had a question in the chat, and she said, I'm very sensitive and lose my energy and power easily at times. May I ask, what can I do to hold my energy with more ease? Yeah, your energy system's kind of porous. Wow. Okay, just reading a little bit more. So give me a moment. Okay, you have in your earlier in life, you had so many different people um, hooking and courting themselves into you in order to draw your power off and in order to manipulate you and control you that it's like now that you've pulled out all those um, hooks and cords, your energy field is, is porous. So let's just do a healing on your energy field so that you can, you can hold on to the energy that is yours rather than leaking it all the time. I can see just like I get, have this visual image of like a fish hook in your aura, a fish hook in your energy field that's been pulled out, and then it's just kind of left a hole there. Let's just fill all that in. Okay, and for everyone who's on the call right now, if you have like wounds or sockets or anything left over from old uh, energy hooks and cables uh, from other people, let's just remove them all and fill in those sockets that are left behind. And this includes. Um, not just the the types of energy hooks that that happen when people are trying to suck energy from you. You know, we have we all know of energy vampires who like to hook in and and suck your energy out. And you know, you know people that you meet them on the street, you have a five minute conversation, and then you feel like you need to go take a nap. Um, that's because they're drawing energy through like. Uh, some sort of cord they have with you. But there are also spy cameras and puppet strings and uh, other types of hooks and cords that are designed to manipulate you in different ways. Um, and I feel like, with was the name Tara? Uh, like, she had a lot of them, and then they got removed at a certain point, and now there are all these little flesh wounds in her energy field left over from the hooks being pulled out. So that's that's healed now. Awesome. Good. Thank you. Yeah. So Tara, let us know how you're feeling. Okay. How you're doing. Awesome. Good. I love it. So um, if anybody else has any question, go ahead and raise your hand or type in the chat. There was a question. I'm not sure if there's a question, Caroline, Carolyn or not. Um, but Carolyn says, thank you, Patrick. I really felt a calmness that has helped me to find what my purpose is during my forced unemployment. Uh, I really feel confident that I am just here to wait and see what will happen next. Okay. 
Awesome. I, mean, I was just I was just checking and see if you if you were able to tap into anything there, or if there was anything else you would want to add for Carolyn or anybody else about. Yeah, no, that's 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 beautiful. It's um, I I might you know if if she's interested, just send in some proactive energy. Mm -hmm. um, because sometimes when you're when you're in a stance of just waiting to see what happens, sometimes you're in the energy of waiting for external forces to make the decision for you. And if that's the case, then then it would be good to have a little bit more of the proactive energy. Yeah. But if you're in the stance of like waiting to see what happens because you know there's energy percolating inside of you and you're like in a gestation period for something new and exciting to emerge, then that that's different. So, and I'm not quite sure which of those it is or maybe a combination of the two. So if the reason for everyone on the call, if you find yourself taking a stance where you're just going to sit back and wait for things to unfold, wait for external circumstances to choose for you what happens next in your life, let's, uh, let's invoke a deeper energy of being proactive. So you can experience and enjoy proactivity as your higher self enjoys it. Beautiful. And as that energy is flowing, if on the other hand, you're the type of person who is sitting back and waiting for things to unfold, because you know that there is new energy bubbling up inside of you, it's percolating, it's gestating, and something new is going to emerge from within you, let's instead bring in a deeper energy of patience to allow that to emerge within you. Okay. Beautiful. Now take a deep, deep breath and hold it for a moment. And release when you're ready. Awesome. Thank you. All right. So um, I know Destiny has herself unmuted. So go ahead, Destiny. Oh, hey. Hi. Hi, Destiny. <laughs> I didn't know I was unmuted, but um, um <laughs> your spirit guide did hey, uh, it. I realized, I realized last night that I have a, my ego is addicted. My phone is like, my ego is, a, there's a, what do you call it? Like a drag or something. My ego is addicted to suffering. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What do you think Therefore, the, the I benefit is? Yeah. So l let me, let I'm me phrase sorry. it this way. All addictions, every single addiction that people have starts out as some form of self-medication. So whatever you're addicted to, it served a purpose when you first started feeling it. So what is the benefit of suffering in your mind? Is it that uh, when you were younger, uh, having bad things happen to you brought you attention and pity? Uh, is it that you were taught that suffering is the one and only pathway to spiritual growth? So what do you think the, the core root uh, benefit is from the suffering that caused the addiction? I think in my adult life that I was afraid to step out. I was afraid to be in my power and to be who I really truly am. 
Okay, so let me just read into that a little bit deeper. So the feeling is that you stepped into victimhood and having bad things happen to you kind of on autopilot as a consequence of not standing up for yourself. So the self-protective part of it is that it was dangerous for you to stand up for yourself earlier in life. So if you're holding any type of trauma where you were punished for speaking your truth, you were punished for standing up for yourself, that standing up for yourself created a situation where it backfired and you were worse off than you were before because of other people's opinions about what you should do with your life. Let's clear all of that trauma away for you now. And I don't think that you are literally addicted to suffering. I think you are resigned to suffering. What I'm seeing in your energy field is not seeking out suffering because it soothes you in some way. It's that suffering happens on autopilot because you're in resignation to it. And it feels normal and natural and it feels weird for you not to be suffering because you're so used to it. So that's what we're working on shifting right now. So I'm not seeing an addiction so much as uh, just an identity issue. I was born to suffer. That's kind of in your identity. Okay. Okay, now, of course, this is a, a big thing because there's a lot of trauma to support it and a lot of imprints in there in your energy field. So everyone, let's just draw it together as well as we can right now. Everyone take a very, very deep breath and hold it for a moment. And release when you're ready. Okay. Now, your energy is radically different than my mom's. My mom was literally addicted to suffering. And I don't see that energy in you. What I see is just, um, it's your default setting now because you've gone, you've had it for so long. Uh, so does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Destiny, how are you doing? You still there? Maybe she fell asleep. <laughs> <laughs> we lost her for now, but yeah, okay. <laughs> all right, all right, Destiny. Let us know how you're doing. Okay, awesome. Thank you for that. So, Edwin, um, you are also resigned to suffering. So, allow yourself to receive that clearing as well. Okay. Okay. Awesome. Thank you. <laughs> all right. So, uh, we're gonna go to Yvonne because I know Yvonne. Go ahead, Ivan, and then we'll go to Bianca. Good. So Bianca said that. Thank you. That worked on me too. Uh, okay. Go ahead, Ivan. I unmuted you. No, I didn't. Oh. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, I have uh, my questions are right now globally because my intention is to love and serve this planet especially with all the stuff that's going on right now. And I would like, I have so many questions, but 
perhaps um, you could help us all find a way to uh, find the perspective or a clearing on how we can help ourselves and help others through this oh, I time. I love that. I love that. I love that. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. So one of the, you know, I talked about the age of Pisces and how things are like categorized in black and white in the age of Pisces and uh, hierarchical thinking and a really common belief system that emerged in the age of Pisces is that in order for me to help other people, I must sacrifice myself. And that helping other people inevitably comes at a cost to me. And we're entering into the age of Aquarius where that's not true anymore. That perhaps the best way for you to help other people thrive is to thrive yourself and share your energy of thriving with them. Mm -hmm. So first thing I want to do is clear away any and all belief systems that tell you that some sort of sacrifice is required in order to make it through the current phase and in order to uh, help other people through as well. So anywhere and everywhere you believe that you must sacrifice, self-sacrifice, struggle, suffer, bear the weight of other people's burdens for them or anything else at this time, let's just clear that away because we're not called upon to suffer through this crisis. We're called upon to increase our awareness as we grow through this crisis. Beautiful. Okay, and then anywhere and everywhere, you've held some sort of belief system that says that it's somehow wrong or it's... Um, um, morally wrong for you to be doing well if other people are suffering. Like somehow you're guilty if you're not doing enough to take away the suffering of other people. Let's clear that away as well. Okay, now it's beautiful. It's glorious to help other people. But that doesn't mean that if you are incapable of helping other people, their suffering is now your fault, which is a really common belief people have. Uh, who are empathically connected and deeply compassionate about others. Okay. And I've seen it time and again, that feeling, just want to go just one step deeper with this, that feeling that if you don't do everything in your power to help other people, then suddenly the, the, pain and suffering they have because you didn't do anything to stop it, that now all that pain and suffering is your fault, you're guilty for it, and you're going to be punished for it. Just want to clear all of that away and bring in a deeper awareness that you, by standing in your high vibrational energy and uplifting yourself and improving your life and feeling good and secure and healthy and comfortable, that that energy that you radiate can become contagious for other people. And you standing in your joy and happiness gives other people the opportunity to raise their energy to meet yours. In other words, what a lot of us do is we feel the drive to be, uh, to commiserate with other people. So I want to bring in for everyone 
a clear-cut distinction in your mind between compassion and commiseration. Compassion involves being aware of the pain that other people are feeling, and if you can, uplifting them, pulling them up to your higher vibrational level. Commiseration is seeing the pain and suffering in other people and then lowering your vibrational rate to match theirs so that you can commingle with them down there. Commiseration increases the pain and suffering in the world. Compassion does not. Compassion decreases it. So, and a lot of us get those so confused. Beautiful. Everyone take a really deep breath and hold it for a moment. And release when you're ready. So, Yvonne, was that helpful or did I just go completely off in a different direction? No, no, thank you. I felt the energy and I'm sure, I hope a lot of people, it helps a lot. Yeah. Absolutely. Thank you, Yvonne. Yeah. So those are, there are a lot of concepts that we tend to confuse, uh, compassion and commiseration. Uh, it's really common to confuse love and worry. You know, and we think that, you know, the reason I worry so much about you is because I love you so much. But, you know, love is an uplifting energy and worry is basically, it's, I mean, it's literally a fixation on the worst possible outcome. So it's, mm -hmm. it actually lowers the energy. Um, so, and there are a lot of other concepts that we tend to confuse a lot as well. All right. Awesome. We're going to take one more question and then we'll see, we'll see how we're doing after that. Bianca, are you there? Yes. Hi. Hi. Uh, hi, Bianca. Just, hi there. Mm. I just wanted to uh, ask about, uh, I, I received some negative news this afternoon from a, a test that I've done, a psychology test that I've done, and it's got to do with work. And I just wanted to know how this is going to play out. Will this be positive for me or will this be a really negative turn? Mm -hmm. And this is just to get me going, I guess. Yeah. So like I said before, I don't read the future. I just read yeah. the present moment. And what I'm reading right now inside you is that you are actively searching for a way to find the best possible outcome in this. You're, you're finding a way psychologically, internally to turn this from a negative into a positive. And yes. you're like succeeding at that. So as soon as the shock wears off, as soon as the uh, initial sadness of having something not work out properly, as soon as that energy dissipates, you're actually going to be much more clear-minded and move forward in a way that you wouldn't have earlier. So I think that um, this can potentially um, leap you forward in a way that you wouldn't have leapt forward otherwise. Okay. Thank yeah. So, you. so it's all about awareness. This, like that, whatever the situation was, it's all about bringing a deeper level of awareness to um, what's going on in your environment and internally, and you'll come out ahead. Okay. Thank yeah. you. Awesome. Thank, Thank you, you, Bianca. So okay. Good. So, uh, I forgot. Sorry, I missed uh, Maria's question. Sorry, Maria. So Maria says, I seem to have a lot of misunderstanding with my siblings of late. Can you please scan my energy? Why is it happening? Mm -hmm. Yeah, this goes way, way, way back. 
uh, Maria. Yeah. Okay, part of what's happening right now is that Maria, you are more and more willing to express your honest truth in a way that you didn't before. And family members like you the way you were. So they're trying to bring you back to where you were before. So in a sense, they're punishing you for speaking your mind. It's not literal punishment. It's they're in deep resistance to you stepping deeper into your power. And as you're stepping into your power, they're reacting with fear to seeing a more confident and powerful you. And therefore, conflict emerges. So let's just make it so you can stand your, stand your ground, speak your truth, and yeah, you see what else needs to be here. Okay, so for everyone in the group, anywhere and everywhere, you find yourself biting your tongue around certain people because you know that if you were to speak your truth and stand your power with them, they would try to either drag you back to where you were before, they would try to prove you wrong, or they would punish you for having your own truth. Let's clear away the fear energy so you can create a new dynamic there. So everyone just internally say yes to that. We'll bring in a deeper awareness of how to and what it feels like to speak your truth with confidence, even if other people would prefer you to speak their truth instead. Beautiful. There's also a gender, uh, sorry to say, there's like a gendered sexist thing where um, the feeling is that you as a woman aren't allowed to speak your truth or that whatever you have to express isn't as valuable as what your brothers have to express. So let's just clear your, you're getting looped into that energy as well. Okay, so anywhere and everywhere, you've been told that your opinions are less valid than those of others. Your needs, your desires are less valid and important than those of others. And that you don't really have a right to talk at all because you don't know what you're talking about. Anything like that. Let's clear it all away. Yeah, and it's just what I'm feeling is like, who are you to speak your truth? beautiful. Okay, now just to get to the heart of Maria's question, for everyone who's experiencing conflict with family members, and it feels like your communication is breaking down with them, just install for everyone an ability to communicate with, with greater uh, grace and ease, not get caught up in all the, the um, passive aggressive landmines and traps that other people set for you. Beautiful. Okay, and now everyone take another very, very deep breath to lock this in. And release when you're ready. Yeah. That's a big one, thank you. It's a big one, and, and I can see an energy where it's, it's doubly frustrating because some of the people in her life um, 
are they don't even know what they want and they're in conflict energy with her when they don't really even know what their ultimate goal is it's yeah it's a difficult energy to navigate sometimes mm -hmm. absolutely um okay so we'll take a few more questions at the end but i wanted to take some time to talk about the special offers that patrick has for us today so for those of you who are on the live page you can just click on special offer those of you who are not you can go to alara.at for slash show for slash patrick six and so there are three um special offers packages that patrick has package a b and c so patrick do you want to talk a little bit about them yeah i'll go through it very very quickly so that uh, <laughs> we can get back to the questions mm -hmm. so everything that we're focused on today is about how to stand in your power no matter what's going on around you mm -hmm. and i have an audio package that is perfectly geared towards all of that. It's light bridge attunements um, and energy uh, processes, subconscious reprogramming to help shift your internal energy so that you can stand in your power. So this package, the, the one we're offering, it's called Power Harmonics. And it has, I think, 22. It's like huge. It's, <laughs> um, it has 18 audio uh, recordings in it and then four bonuses. So it's a very, very big package. And every single one of these um, attunement recordings are about 10 minutes long each on average. They're designed to lock in a new energy in you that will allow you to stand in your power. So uh, we have power worthiness to feel like you deserve to stand in your power. We have the empowered mindset. We have a, a session on releasing you from victim mentality. Um, we have a trauma clearing session, a session on how to retain your power rather than give it away, a session on how to use your power properly rather than misuse it, one on focused intention, one on proactive power that is taking action before something happens rather than in response to external circumstances. There's a session on alignment with law of attraction. There's an activation for the power chakra. There's a brain balancing session, one for the power of authenticity and speaking your truth. There's the power of optimism, the power of gratitude, empowered relationships, empowered finances, a session on embracing your purpose and life mission, and then one on creating positive impact in the world. So, wow, that's a mouthful. <laughs> that is huge. Uh, and then the bonuses are, they really rounded out. I'm not going to tell you what they are, uh, but they are some really awesome uh, mini workshops that I've held and some lectures and so forth uh, to help you out. So that package is Power Harmonics, and we're offering it for $97. Um, package two is Power Harmonics plus a private 30-minute one-on-one session with me. And that is $179. And then package three is, is like the whole kit and caboodle. So in the, in the past few years, I have developed five signature audio packages. And Power Harmonics is one of those five signature audio packages. The other four signature audio packages are Love Harmonics, Sex Harmonics, 
wealth harmonics and unleash your intuition. And all of the packages are about the same size. They're all on the scale of about 20 audio recordings each. Uh, so package three is actually all five of those signature audio packages plus a private one-on-one -on -one session, 30 minutes with me. And uh, that is $279, so it's, it's huge. <laughs> um, I will say that there is a tiny bit of overlap in some of the packages. I mean, you can't do sex harmonics and love harmonics and not have a little bit of overlap, but it altogether, it's like 100 audio recordings and every one of them is like super powerful. Uh, and so it's the first time, like right now, recently, this is the very first time I'm offering all of my signature audio packages together in one big lump, uh, yeah. plus a private one-on-one -on -one session. For so um, did, did you say, or did I not hear you say that package B also includes a 30-minute session, right? Obviously. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So package A is power harmonics. Package B is how power harmonics plus a private session for 30 minutes. And then package C is all five signature audio packages plus a private session. As well as, um, <laughs> as well as all sorts of bonuses um, yep. with, with package C as well. <laughs> yeah, lots of bonuses. Yeah, exactly. Um, and you know what's funny is like the way I, I do some of these bonuses when we have our private one-on-one -on -one session together and I know from that session what your, um, what your challenges are in life, I give you bonuses that match those challenges. So they're not just you know random things that I throw in that might be of no use to you. I won't even figure out what your surprise bonuses are until after we've done our private one-on-one -on -one session. Oh, so that makes sense. That's, that's how I round that out for you. Awesome, I love it. So all three of those packages are available at laura.at forward slash show forward slash Patrick six. And of course there is a two payment option available for our, all three of them. So please do take a look at them. And this is your chance to get that one-on-one -on -one session with Patrick, as well as all of those five audio programs. So it's like, I'm like, wow, that's a lot. So, um, that's yeah, a lot of, a lot you know. of change available for you and a lot of support available for you if you so desire. Right. Yeah, I, I always, my, you've, you've known this from the beginning about me. I always over deliver. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I always create these massive packages that uh, I, I just want to uh, make sure everyone doesn't feel overwhelmed by that much material yeah. because you know, you, you, you can listen at your own pace. You can choose which sessions to listen to. Um, follow your intuition. If you go through the packages. Yeah. But they're there for you. Okay. So they are there for you. Awesome. Thank you, Patrick. Um, so there was a question from Randy. Um, Randy, Randy, Randy. Uh, he says, I'm learning to heal DNA damage from FQAD. If you can read, you know, what I can do to assist my, my mitochondria now. Your uh, damage from what? FQAD. I don't know what FQAD is. Flora, it, it's what is FQAD? I forget, Randy. What is it? Let me Google it. <laughs> <laughs> FQAD. Yeah, but, but basically, he's asking what can he do now to support his mitochondria to continue to heal better. It says it's long-term symptoms after taking FQs. Okay, that doesn't uh, fluoride. Okay, okay, fluoride. 
quinoline or something. I want to say quaalude because that's that's not a nice thing. I'm sure that wasn't it. So I, I, for everyone in the group, if you're having any type of uh, physical damage to your body, so the first thing I want to do is shift some of the beliefs around healing altogether. And this will like set the stage for future healing. So first of all, anywhere and everywhere, somebody has given you a narrative about how a certain condition is going to play out for you. Let's clear that narrative away so you can experience your health on your terms. So th- this happens quite often. You know, somebody gets diabetes, for example, they go to their doctor. Their doctor says, this is what's going to happen to you. In 20 years, your feet will be amputated. And then you, you live out that narrative. So let's clear away all of the authoritative narratives that have been handed down to us based on whatever physical condition we have. So let's just do that first of all. Okay. And then anywhere and everywhere you've decided that your condition is incurable, there's nothing you can do about it, there's no uh, recovery from it, let's, let's get the truth about that and clear that away. Beautiful. Anywhere and everywhere you've decided that whatever condition you have, it must progressively degenerate as you age. Let's get the truth about that and clear that away. Beautiful. Anywhere and everywhere you've decided that whatever your physical conditioning is, it's, um, you're forbidden to heal from it. You're not allowed to heal from it. Let's get the truth about that and clear that away. Beautiful. And then a big one that seems to affect a lot of people is anywhere and everywhere you've decided that whatever condition you have, that somebody's to blame for it and you can't have peace internally until whoever created it is punished or exposed. Let's get the truth about that and clear it away. Because your healing is yours. Okay. And and that's, that's an energy that will slow down your healing. Beautiful. And then anywhere and everywhere you've decided that whatever condition you have is locked into you by genetics. It's in your DNA. It's a, it's a family history. It's a family heritage thing. It runs in the family. Let's clear that away. And I know that in, in this case, that's not what's going on, but I can see that energy in some of you. Okay, beautiful. So now that we've cleared away some of the things that lock in whatever your physical condition is, now please just accept and receive a wave of healing energy. Oh, there's one more that just burst out. Anywhere and everywhere this condition serves you in some way, that it has hidden benefits for you, let's make it so you can achieve those benefits in more healthy ways, whatever it is. Beautiful. And now let's accept and receive that wave of healing energy. Beautiful. Okay, excellent. Ah, Everyone, let's lock that in with a very deep breath. Breathe as deep as you can into your belly. And release when you're, ever, when you're ready. 
Okay, wonderful. So thank you. I let me know if that was helpful at all, Randy. So awesome. Thank you. All right. So uh, Randy will type in, I'm sure. But oh goodness, I'm feeling much better. There was there was a point in the call. I don't know what was going on per se, but I started to feel a lot of um, energy around my ears, and it's like I started like getting a little like intensity around my ears, and it's like oh, mm -hmm. but now it's all all clear yeah. again. So we're all good. <laughs> Uh, I wonder what I was clearing for everybody. Yeah, I don't know, EMF energy or something. Um, one of the things that I like to help people with is be able to process with more grace and ease the environmental toxins and EMFs that are out there. Because, you know, a lot of people go through life just uh, rigidly avoiding everything that they've been told is dangerous for them. And that's no way to live life. If you're mm -hmm constantly regimenting every piece of food that you put you put in your mouth and and regimenting where you can go because there might be electrical lines nearby and so forth it, it's beneficial to avoid those toxins but you may also be seeing those toxins not in their proper scale so let's do a um, an energy of resilience for everyone so that for the environmental toxins and the emfs and whatever other things are in your system. You can be aware of them and you can avoid them where possible, but not, um, you know, turn your yourself into a, a cloistered monk in order to avoid them. Let's install an ability to process those toxins with grace and ease. And if you do get sick because of overexposure to a toxin, you can recover very quickly afterwards and get back to your normal place. Beautiful. Beautiful. And I'm speaking from direct experience here because I, I can't remember who it was earlier who um, was hypersensitive in their nervous system and picked up on, yeah, Pat uh, picked up on external energies a lot. That was definitely me and I could not stand EMFs. Uh, for a lot of my life because they just had such a profound impact on me. And after a while, I figured, okay, I could either live in fear of EMFs or I could just shift my energy so they don't impact me anymore. And now I live in no fear of EMFs at all. You know, I avoid electrical stations that have like big, because I can hear it buzzing in my ear. That's kind of mm -hmm. weird. But they don't have any physical impact on me anymore. So, so Tara's asking, Patrick, if you had the virus, what would you say about that and about your recovery? Um, okay. Uh, wow. Wow. Just a teeny uh, weeny bit. Yeah. So I think one of the reasons I got the virus was so that I could understand its energetic imprint internally and, and be able to send out healing energy for people who, who have it. So I understand like the harmonic resonance of the, of the virus itself. And it's definitely not a cold or a flu. Uh, it impacts people neurologically. It impacts people in the heart and in the nervous system. So one of the things I learned is to just like flow energy through the heart center uh, as a way to, to counteract it and, and keep breathing deeply. Um, I, don't think that there's, well, I, I don't know where to go with this. I'm not quite sure what, what, how to answer this question. So uh, 
it's something to be taken seriously, but it's not as horrible as, well, I don't want to say that either because a lot of people <laughs> died. So, mm -hmm. um, yeah. 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 I will say that I, there's a, a person that I deeply, deeply respect who recently told me that she never, ever, ever wears a mask, mask on principle. And I don't understand that. Um, she said her explanation was, if you wear a mask, you are expressing fear about the virus, and I don't want to live in fear. And I asked her, you know, I, I was like trying to ask her, but she didn't want to converse about it. Do you wear a seatbelt when you drive a car? And how is that not the same thing? And she said, well, I wear a seatbelt, but, you know, I, I, so it didn't go anywhere. Um, I don't understand not erring on the side of protecting people and protecting yourself when you don't have all the information. So, um, you know, I just recommend being a good member of a social community and, you know, wear your mask in public and it's not, uh, it's not, <laughs> not a horrible thing to do. It's, <laughs> it's yeah. not oppression to be asked to wear a mask. So. Yeah. It's not about preventing anything, but it's also about, you know, in case you do have the virus, but don't know you have it, you don't want to be transmitting it. That's what the mask is for. Yeah. Really. Yeah. Right. So I, I wore the mask on the, on the flight from Vienna to Austria. I mean, from Austria to Canada for the whole time I was fine, you know? And it was like that. He's like, okay, I can do that. That's no problem. And we had social distancing, like, you know, like I had so much space on the plane. It was great. But I'm finding, you know, that when I go into it, like if I go, I haven't been able to do anything recently, but if I go into a store, I will wear my mask because in case I do, I don't have it, but in case I did, I don't want to spread that to somebody else. Right. Yeah. So that's about, um, but again, it's, yeah, it's, I mean, it's, it's your choice. When I, when I'm walking out in public, you know, where there's lots of space, I don't wear a mask. I don't think I need to wear a mask when I'm in fresh air. Right. Mm -hmm. But it's only when I go into a store that I, I yeah. will wear one. Yeah. I don't wear a mask when I'm out in public. I mean, no, I, I don't wear a mask when I'm hiking or I'm walking in a place that's not crowded, but yeah. I definitely wear one in a store. Yeah. And, you know, I could, I could say, well, I've already had it. I, I'm not contagious. I know that for a fact. Um, therefore, I'm refusing to wear a mask. But, but why? I mean, what's the point of, of making other people feel uncomfortable just to prove a point? It's just... So, you know, I, I would anyway, say I listen to what the, what the healthcare professionals in your area are telling you and use your knowing. Like, you know. So I feel like we're like falling into a um, rabbit hole here that's no, uh, I know. I taking agree. us away from, from where we are. But I just want to say that wearing a mask is not a disempowering thing. If you think it's disempowering, then maybe question why you feel that way. Of course, it is a choice, but it's, it's, it's your choice. I mean, if I wanted to fly to Canada, I had to wear a mask. So my choice was, I'm coming to Canada to see my family. So yes, I'll, I'm going to wear the mask. Yeah. If I want to go into a store to buy milk, I have to wear a mask. Okay, I will wear a mask because I would like to have tea, uh, milk in my tea. So, you know, so there are some things I will do and some things I won't. So, you know, but it's, it's, you know, it's up to you. Use your knowing. You have choice. You can do whatever you want. Um, but... Yeah, you know, I, I don't want to be I didn't want to be deprived of visiting my family. Yeah. So that's, 
you know so awesome. I, I will so, follow the so, rules when I have to, when it's in my interest. Yeah, so let's <laughs> let's climb out of this rabbit hole because it's not really a helpful conversation and uh, move someplace else. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. All right. So, um, and so, you know, just coming back to about standing in your power at this time. Okay? Yeah, and letting go of the victim narratives and all the... Um, the feeling that like the government is out to get you, therefore the mask, you know, if the government's out to get you, asking you to wear a mask is not the most logical technique to get you. So, but anyway, let's just set that aside. I, I, I can really get worked up about this. So I prefer not. Yeah, there's lots of lots of we can discuss on that. And you know, this isn't the time or place for that. So right now, this is about standing in your power. So you do what works for you to stand in your power to be in your power to create the life that you desire. You know, so, you know, for me, standing in my power means owning my truth, being in my truth and choosing actions, you know, responding in, in, in a certain way that is congruent with my values, with my truth, with what I'm creating in my life. So for me, that's what standing in your power is and not, not necessarily, um, you know, not aggressively, but just, you know at a deep inner peace core level, I'm standing in my power doing the best I can during the situation, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Well said. <laughs> and, and, and we can all we can all do that. And, and this is about getting out of your head, you know, turning off the Facebook and all the social media stuff and just coming back to your truth. What is true for you? Standing in that. Okay, stand in that and then create your life. Do what works for you. You know, and, and I've always, I, I will always say that, do what works for you. Don't, don't listen to me. Don't do what I do. Do what works for you. You know, my way of living is my way of living. And yeah. me standing in my power is to empower you to stand in your power. To awesome. know that you are, you are powerful. You are a powerful being in your own right. And for you to be able to stand in your power as well. Awesome. Right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So um, if you do have like blocks or beliefs that you feel you're not able to stand in your power, then please do take a look at Patrick's um, special offers that are available so that you can stand in your power more and with more ease and grace. Life is not to be suffered, you know, at all. You know, it is about living your life with ease and grace and joy. So being in your power helps you to tap into that joy for you, tap into that ease that's in your life and, and, and the ability to create and manifest what you desire. And we're all going to, you know, it's different for everybody, right? But you yeah. all have that power within you to create, to manifest, to be you. So um, again, those, those packages are available at alara.at forward slash show forward slash Patrick six. And if you can get the personal session with Patrick, that is even more awesome because <laughs> his time is limited you know so he's very busy and he's he's also doing so many different things so if you can get a chance to work with patrick oh my goodness i would definitely recommend that as well mm-hmm. right so patrick how far ahead are you booking clients right now what can well, people right expect now, um i most of the stuff i do right now is working one-on-one with people so about two weeks in advance is is a good um my, my schedule is tends to be full about two weeks in advance. Awesome. There are some days that are harder than others. Mondays are like jam-packed. Um, Sundays are always jam-packed. But um, I, I tend to be very flexible in my scheduling. And the other thing is I know that in this group, there are people all over the world. So my preference to do sessions in the morning 
with people when my energy is at the highest. I know that's not always convenient, especially for my friends in Australia. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, so I'm happy to work with you. And um, I'm excited to get to know new people. Awesome. Great. Um, Carolyn says, I feel like this time out has helped a lot of us get back to our power, remembering who we really are on a soul level. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Good. Awesome. Thank you. And, and it's true. It's given us that time to reflect. It's given us that time to slow down and connect back into who we are. And, and for some of us, maybe do more of our spiritual practice, you know, etc. So it's been, it, there are some good benefits of it as well. You know, some not so good, but some wonderful. It is mm-hmm. wonderful for the time out. Absolutely. <laughs> and that's awesome. what we needed. We needed a time out as well. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay. So, um, well- yeah, and I, I I just want to share everyone like just a wave of unconditional love energy and uplifting energy because um, it's really easy to get that sour stomach feeling of just dissatisfaction and and hyper awareness of all the people that annoy you in the world and all the 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 things that are wrong with the world and that doesn't serve you. It doesn't serve anyone to constantly be in the energy of the list of the 10 million things that are dangerous and the 10 million things that annoy you about other people in the world. So let's just clear that away and allow for a moment the feeling of just basic, raw, unconditional love. Unconditional love. Yeah, and unconditional love is not love that judges or asks, do you deserve this? Or are you worthy of this? Or have you earned this? It's unconditional. So just allow that energy to sink in to you so you can also offer it to others. Beautiful. Awesome. Now take a really deep breath to kind of lock some of that unconditional love energy into your heart where it resides normally and naturally where it lives. And release when you're ready. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> and thank you, thank you, everybody, for all of your questions, comments, and feedback. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I, I feel like I missed somebody, but if I did, I apologize. Um, but go back and watch and or listen to this call again, because there was so much information, so many clearings um, that are going to be helpful as you move forward. And again, like I said, please be, you know, take, take a look at the special offers and choose the one that works for you. You know, package A is great for if you have issues with power, but package B, you also get the special, the 30 minute session with Patrick and then package C is five, five different uh, packages plus a 30 minute session plus bonuses, et cetera. There's so much. So please do take a look at those and choose which one works for you right now. All right. So thank you. Thank you, Patrick. So much fun. Always such a, so enlightening, always and uplifting. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And love, light, and joy to all of you. And uh, as I say now, love, light, joy, and health to all of you. you. (laughs) Absolutely. And thank you, everyone. Until next time, may you continue to be blessed with an abundance of joy, peace, love, happiness, prosperity, and radiant health. Much love and blessings, everyone. Bye for now.